everyone, and welcome to a new series we're doing as part of our Vegas TMI podcast called What the Now we'll continue to bring you our longer episodes each month and a few of these shorter podcasts in between to deal with the massive amount of questions that we get. I'm Shane. And I'm Jen. So, how are you doing, Jen? Uh, I'm good. So We have a few interesting topics lined up today. Like what? What the (laughs) (laughs) We're starting with some important topics surrounding getting arrested in Las Vegas. Oh, how to get arrested. Well, not how to get arrested, but where you actually go if you get arrested. This is probably the number one question we get on social or through Facebook Messenger. And then also it's a top hit on our website. We get more than 600,000 hits a year to this particular page for our jail lookup. So let's talk about what sorts of inmates or jail houses. Now our jail, which is City of Las Vegas, we hold misdemeanor offenders arrested within city limits. Now I know if you're getting arrested, you're drunk, you're having a good time, you may not know where you are. We also hold North Las Vegas inmates, which can include felons, gross misdemeanors, and misdemeanors. If they're arrested on the strip, for example, or arrested on a felony in city limits, you're not gonna go to our jail, you're gonna go to Clark County Detention Center. You don't wanna go there. But yeah, it's actually right behind yeah. we're recording right now, behind City Hall downtown. Sometimes we hear some not so friendly voices. We do. Uh, <laughs> they play basketball and stuff. Uh, sound carries, so we definitely hear it sometimes. Now, how about City of Henderson? So they also operate their own jail. So basically, where you go when you get arrested just depends on what kind of crime you get arrested for and where the arrest takes place. Um, the top crime for our inmates in our city jail is battery and domestic abuse, followed closely by driving without a valid license. Wow. So the moral of the story: don't commit a crime. But if you do, know where you're doing it. Yeah. It's going to make a difference. So other top crimes include trespassing, no driver's license, no proof of insurance, drug possession, driving on a suspended license, lots of license-related issues. They are really important, as it turns out. Yeah, keep your license on you. We have about 732 inmates on any given day. If your loved one is in jail, Jim, or someone you may not love that much, but you still want to find them, how can you find them? Like we like to call it, where's grandma? Um, you can go to our website at lasvegasnevada.gov inmate to use our jail lookup feature. We also remind everyone to check the Clark County Detention Center system if they don't see them in our system. Um, but we had close to 30,000 people pass through our jail in the last year, and that's really the common question we get. Another one is, how can someone visit their loved one in jail? If you want to visit somebody in jail, they are going to have to add you to the visitor list, and they're going to need to know your full name and your date of birth. You're going to have to show up with a valid identification and you can go to jail for visitation on Stewart Avenue on Saturdays and Sundays. Depending on where they're housed in jail, you can get more information on bail, contacting an inmate, visitation, release information on our website, lasvegasnevada.gov, search inmate information, and you'll get all of that info. You can also call 702-229-6444 to get more information. Want to get your kids involved in sports this fall? Sign them up for flag football and soccer. The city offers soccer leagues for kids ages 3 through 10 and flag football for ages 5 through 12. You can call 702-229-PLAY for more information or register online at recreation.lasvegasnevada.gov before August 18th. League play starts September 8th. Thanks, Jen, for that PSA. So on to our next topic, which is great for the summer. We're having a really hot summer right now. Splash pads. What are they? Are they clean? Do they waste water? We're here to separate myth from fact. So what the 
is up with splash pads, Jen. <laughs> well, we have 23 splash pads around the city, and that number is growing all the time. But what are splash pads, you might ask, I if you ask. don't really know? <laughs> I just asked it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's basically a water feature that kids can safely play in. So it keeps everyone cool in the summer, but as a parent, there's no standing water, so it's safer because you don't have to worry about them in a pool. But do they waste water? Um, I don't know. Is that a trick question? <laughs> there's water shooting out of the ground and going seemingly nowhere. In the desert. In the mm -hmm. desert. And uh, if you haven't seen them, they're a really fun place to go. There's columns of water. There's sometimes buckets. There's misters. There's all kinds of stuff for your kids to run through. And usually the ground is nice and padded, so it's safe. And like Jen said, there's no standing water, so no worry of drowning. Yeah, and it's kind of nice if you're out with your kids because you can just kind of like stand and get misted by the water so mm -hmm. you're not like having a heat stroke while you're supervising them, which I personally really like when I take my daughter to the splash pad. So but where does all that water go? So and does it waste water? They do not. All of the water is captured, treated, and returned to Lake Mead. And we even mm -hmm. get water credits for returning it back. And anyone in Las Vegas knows we're all about the water credits because it has something to do with how the water is allocated from the Colorado River. So anytime we can return water, it's definitely a positive thing and splash pads help us do that. All the water, Jen? Yes, even well, most of it. Even the water that evaporates? I mean, some <laughs> of it's gonna evaporate when we're in the desert, but a lot of it does get returned back. And is it dirty? Could I, could I stand under the water and drink it? Technically, you can. Um, it isn't chlorinated, but it's the same water that comes out of your shower at home. It's all from Lake Mead. Installing those chlorination plants, which we hear from people a lot about, it's not only expensive, but it also requires a lot of staff time to maintain. So yeah. using this clean tap water is a more sustainable way for us to have splash pads, but also recycle the water immediately after it's used. So I'm from LA where they have uh, recycled, on-site recycled water that's chlorinated. And uh, I do know that takes a lot of chemicals and they do have to check it periodically throughout the day. So that definitely requires more maintenance and attention than the way that we're doing it here. At the same time, to play devil's advocate, we are using drinking water. Yes, but we're recycling it <laughs> and it's clean. So there you go. So people might also not think about how splash pads are more accessible than pools. So you can wheel right into it, put on your bathing suit, get in your wheelchair, wheel right into a splash pad. It's fun for all ages and it's accessible. So it's a fun option for kids with vision loss uh, that use a wheelchair, all ages and all abilities. Yep, and you don't know, have to know how to swim. It's also way cheaper for us to install splash pads, which means we can bring them to even more neighborhoods. And in fact, we do. We have a map that we put out every year and every single year I have to update it because we're always rolling out more splash pads generally when we do little park revamp. So we have 23 splash pads right now with more underway and five pools that are currently open with one pool that's undergoing a renovation. But to break down the cost for you, it costs about two to $400,000 to install a splash pad. And our last brand new pool that we built, Garside, a couple years ago cost 8.1 million. So that's a lot of savings. Yeah, pools also require a lot of space. I know in New York City, there's, they're so low on space there. They haven't built a public pool since the 1940s. So splash pads are kind of the future because it takes less space, cheaper to build, cheaper to operate, no staffing, no, none of the chemicals that are usually required running a pool versus just building a splash pad. So Jen, what is your favorite splash pad? Well, I've been to quite a few because my daughter really likes them. I was just out a couple weeks ago at the Gilcrease Brothers Park in the Northwest and they had a super cute one. It was also right by the playground so the kids can kind of run back and forth and there's also lots of shade. We have a gif of Jen running through a splash pad, so we're gonna we're gonna put that link in the notes. Okay. So if you want to see Jen run through <laughs> one of our hey, city it's me getting pads. in there in my craft so that we can Fully adequately dressed, promote I think them. In heels even. Yes. I think I was. So we'll put that in the notes for your viewing pleasure. And uh, so what else are we seeing around the city? Well, it's nice that so many are popping up, especially here in the desert, to help keep us cool in the summertime. You can find a splash pad near you at cityoflasvegas.link slash splash pads.
Thanks again for joining us while we asked what the You can catch up on past episodes at lasvegasnevada.gov slash podcast or use the hashtag VegasTMI to find us on social media. Now, you can also go on iTunes and give us a review. We haven't had any reviews yet, so you know you want to be the first. At the end of this month, we're going to interview Metro and a UNLV professor to chat about the state of public safety in Vegas. So that should be a fun full-length podcast coming your way. And if you want to submit a question for next week's episode of What the head to cityoflasvegas.link slash ask. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Talk to you soon.